Good morning. And welcome in to the Blitz. Live on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Monday, February 27th. Sam. It's almost March. Rejoice. It's almost March. We've made it. Yeah. We have made it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Starting today, February 27th, here on this this glorious, glorious Monday. Do we have the March Madness jingle on here? I want to get that. (laughs) (laughs) I need to have, like, Bill Rafferty. Welcome to the Blitz. (laughs) We need... We need the March Madness jingle for our daily conference tournament previews. Yeah, we do. Because that starts today. Mm-hmm. And if if you think that we're talking Tony Vitello suspended. <laughs> you had or, another thing coming. Or or Tennessee beating up on South Carolina. Think we're going to talk Tennessee baseball or any of the big college basketball news from the weekend. You're wrong. We're spending the next two hours giving you the most complex breakdown of the Atlantic Sun Tournament. <laughs> ever done kidding of course but uh we actually will have a mini segment dedicated to the atlantic sun tournament today in all its glory because again conference tournaments are back oh that i think my voice just i tried to hit it you know switch it into like a <laughs> are back like higher <laughs> octave i don't know what happened but <laughs> Oh, man, Charlie Collier, Sam Beard here with you for the next couple of hours. From right now until March 19th at midnight. Mm -hmm. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 days. The next 21 days, the best 21 days of the calendar year. The best 21 consecutive days in in human history. Um, man, I felt like I could have skipped into work today. Yeah, it's it's just, it had a different feeling out in the air this morning. The birds were tweeting, it's like, oh, we got basketball. We got conference basketball yeah, coming up. Like, like. It's March. Basketball seasons are going to come to a close tonight, and not just because you hazed your teammates and and shot someone in self defense and had to suspend the season. No, because you're gonna lo- you're gonna have two teams lose a conference tournament game tonight, and, and their season will end. Uh, today starts the Atlantic Sun. Uh, tomorrow, the Horizon League, the Patriot League. Um, and the Sun Belt joined them, and then on Wednesday we really get cooking. Wednesday we throw in the Big South, the OVC, mm. the Northeastern Conference. Thursday we start hitting on the Ohio, the uh, pardon me, the Missouri Valley Arch Madness, the uh, Arch Madness, probably my favorite like conference that. tournament. Do they call to, it that actually? Arch no, they Madness? actually call it Arch Madness. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Um, to me, I, I don't know. I think that's the most fun. 
of them all. That's the one I look forward to most. I like them Out all. Of these early ones. That to me, because it, it's on CBS. Mm. It's usually good. Like it's usually really good. Like there's always a buzzer beater and like an upset and like a weird bottom seed that's made a run. And and there's all the winner of the Missouri Valley is always a threat. Mm -hmm. But their conference tournament game is or championship game is always Sunday afternoon on CBS, and that's when it really starts to feel like it's a week before selection Sunday. You got Bradley duking it out with Loyola Chicago. Tickets are getting punched. Like, that is when it yeah. really starts yeah. to feel like March to me. But it all starts today. I can't express to you how excited I am. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, nice little weekend. Some good weather. We've just been stringing together some nice uh, some nice weather days. Like, there was only – I mean, there was a little bit of rain there for a little – Dude, Staten but, Island, uh, Chuck, I mean – Yeah, we might, we I might be again? all in on Staten Island, Chuck, honestly. If, he, if I can keep – Waking up in February and it's sixty degrees, dude. I was I was driving out to I'm just uh, fine. I was driving out to Bluntsville this weekend. Mm -hmm. Some of the uh, trees were starting to slowly bloom. Mm, nice, like I already That's a good see trees sign. blooming. That is early. That is know, early. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It feels kind of early. It seems early. I feel then like again, it's mid March where it starts. Then again, like that. February ends tomorrow night at yeah. midnight. So, I don't know. Maybe it's not early, but I really – we had this conversation a week ago, and you said it's just spring of deception, and mm -hmm. I said, I think we really have. You think we went through early it? early spring. Well, let's do another weather check-in. We did it last it's, week. Let's do another weather check-in. It's good. I'm on the weather app right now. Oh, it is It is more than good. It's mm -hmm. cooking. Yeah. Tomorrow, 72. Uh, Wednesday, 76. <sighs> Thursday, 69. Nice. Uh, Friday, 68. Going to have a brief dip over the weekend where you touch the 40s and even the 30s, but your highs are still mid-50s to high-50s to low-60s. That's just uh, – that's not – I mean, that's not an extension of winter. That's just a cool spring day. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think you're – I think you might be onto something. Staten Island Chuck really might be – We have arrived – uh, a celebration, really, on this Monday morning on the Blitz. Welcome to springtime. Welcome to conference championship weeks. Welcome to March Madness, two days before March starts. Welcome. Welcome. What a time. We'll get some good weather for, for some baseball. Uh, we're under 50 for the Masters. Let's see what the official count is. I think it's 43. That may be right. Um... It sure sounds right. I kind of asked you that just expecting you to know if we're being honest. I don't know, like, the day-by-day the -day countdowns. I usually start – I think when last year when we got a month out, um, I started sending, like, a picture of Augusta National every day. Or actually, it was 18 days out. I started, I started sending a picture of each hole. Like, 18 days out, I sent hole one. 17 days out, I sent hole two. And then hopefully, you know, by the time we get to the day of the tournament, we're just watching. I'm sending, like, Tiger Woods winning the video of him on 18. No, but, yeah, we're, we're the about Masters to get The Masters start in 38 days. Yeah, 38 days, wow. You should start sending a picture every day. I think I will on the 30-day mark. 
The 30-day mark? Yeah, eight more days. I want you... I got to compile uh, my 30 best Augusta photos. You need to you need to grow your social media presence. That's your assignment. Okay. Yeah, you have to give us... 30 days of Augusta National. On Twitter every day, okay. I want you counting down. I'll do that. 30 days till Augusta National. You have, I will definitely you have 280 that. Twitter followers right now. I'm looking at it. Not mm-hmm. to put you on blast. Yeah, it's fine. We're going to get... We're, by the time the Masters start, I want that at 400. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's... That's that's amazing growth. <laughs> Imagine your hey, master's picture is just we'll shoot high. Off. They it's, might oh, like by by like day thirteen, like thirteen thousand retweets. Just we've never seen any content like this. It's revolutionary. <laughs> you kidding me? Who had this kind of idea? This guy? He tweets a picture of Augusta National and tells us how many days till the Masters. <laughs> I think tonight. Gonna follow this guy. Tonight I'm gonna have to just go into my. Go into my camera roll and like onto the Masters Instagram and Twitter account and just try and you find start pre-saving them. Try and find the best of the best. Can we get thirty Masters facts too? Yeah, I'll I'll do like a Masters fact today like with the day thirty or thirty days until we tee it off at Augusta National. Fun fact. Yeah, I like that. I like picture. that. I like that. I'll do that. All right, I'm gonna wake up every morning and okay. read it. Before I'll the show I'll starts. tweet it before the show. Absolutely. If I catch you slacking. You got to send me to Augusta National. (laughs) Yeah, you have to go. You have to go to the Masters. That's your punishment. I got to do on, you know, just some live reporting there on on the course. Can we just watch the Masters in here for? It'll be on. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Can we just? April what sixth and seventh I think yeah it's like the April sixth through the eighth maybe eighth or ninth probably yeah start on the eighth start on the sixth it's one of the two it's, I know it's an even sixth through the ninth yeah um yeah just the, the sixth and the seventh I think we're just gonna throw the Masters up on the TV I'm down and just break all of the broadcast uh, you know regulations and and just give our own play by play commentary of the Masters for two hours even I think that's a beautiful that idea. would definitely get us in a lot of trouble yeah. But I don't try. know if there isn't a but. That would just get us in a lot of trouble. We probably shouldn't do that. I don't that. know if there is a but. I was trying to think of a but. I, I don't know. I was thinking, like, well, maybe we can just win a lot of money on the Masters and pay the fines. But, no, that's just, yeah. That, that would just, be tough. Can't do it. How was your weekend, Sam? Good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I didn't do a ton. I had to catch up on some work, obviously, from the couple days I missed, so I got that done. Felt good to get out ahead of it. Um, yesterday, I worked a little bit, moved a little furniture. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty good. Just watched some basketball in between there, sat you outside. Still, you still do, like, a lot of moving? Uh, Not a ton. I mean, like, when we get jobs up here in Knoxville, I'll definitely do them, but. I couldn't do it. Why? I've moved a lot of people in my life, especially, I, I, you know, it's, it's a terrible combination of A, having a truck, and B, not being able to tell people no. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's like, a huge part. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had people I haven't talked to in like a year and, and, and year and a half, two years sometimes that have just been like, hey, you still got that truck? And next thing I know, I'm just helping them move like eight pieces of furniture because I can't say no to people. 
but I've moved a lot of people. I've also three separate times like moved someone's entire house from one place to another, maybe four different times. It's not fun. It's not that it's heavy and hard. To me, it is the most stressful thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Trying to like package everything in the boxes furniture and... up the corner yeah. around steps and the entire time i'm thinking don't touch their walls mm-hmm. they just moved in here don't scrape their paint don't scrape their furniture if you drop this you're gonna break everything yep, yep. like i can't do it i've never been able to handle the pressure of moving people. it is kind of stressful i mean i still i guess i have been able to handle the pressure i've only ever successfully moved people but It's a pressure at the start where you just don't you don't really want it on your on your shoulders. You're just there to help move their dresser, was, you know. You're not trying to destroy their walls. I think it was my it was either my sophomore or my junior year of high school. We had a football coach that just took over as like a defensive coordinator or like defensive something, defensive back coach too. And he needed help moving on a Saturday in the middle of the summer. Hundred and, and, and six degree day, like one like we we could not like practice in <laughs> during the day. We had to practice at like like five in the morning, five thirty in the morning, just so we were legally allowed to do things outside in the heat. And after a long like f- three and a half hour workout, Coach sends a text out like, "Hey, you know." coach so-and-so really needs help moving can anyone go help him you know he'll compensate and me and two of my teammates were like you know what let's be good guys let's go help our new coach out like let's go help him move welcome him to the the neighborhood to the area he put us to work we spent seven maybe eight hours moving that guy's stuff everything yeah every little thing up the stairs into this house none of it fit correctly I thought we were going to die with how hot it was. At the end of it all, he goes, all right, thank you guys so much for your help. Uh, I'm going to take you guys to a nice dinner. That was our compensation. <laughs> Guess who still hasn't gotten that dinner? You. Me and the Pisicani twins have not gotten that dinner. <laughs> and we need that dinner. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, no. Funniest part was, like, he didn't forget either because the next year he took the head coaching job at Spring Hill High School. We faced them in a preseason scrimmage. After the game, we're shaking hands, whatever else. He told us, yeah, I still owe you guys that dinner. Yeah, I know, Coach. I know you do. It's been a year and three months. <laughs> Dude, that would have pissed me off way too much. Well, it's been six years now, so yep. uh, Jay Emmons, if you're listening, hit me up. I like chilies. Probably a couple. You probably owe me a couple of chilies. Some interest, you know. I think that's been. I think like yeah. You could probably buy yourself a steak at Chili's. You know, you don't need to. I think we can just call it like I get, I get two three for me meals. Okay. And that would I think we'll call it even on that. That's interest. I'm a I'm a forgiving man. So you had a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, man, this weekend, watch some of the new Outer Banks. Yeah, I started. I watched like two episodes of that, it's, and it's not good. It, I mean, it's just like <laughs> it I wasn't good in the last season. I love it, but I I hate it. Yeah, no, it's, it's just like it, it wasn't good in the first season either. I mean, it was always kind of like 
mediocre acting, over dramatized, like kind of corny TV. But mm-hmm. I now it's just gotten really corny. I still can't help it. I love it. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it. I can't help it. I, I need it. I, I was I'm already three <laughs> episodes in. I fell asleep watching episode four last night. That's one know. of those that you feel okay. Should we about start spoiling it? <laughs> John B dies, and Sarah kills him. I don't think I'm finishing it. I was like having that thought as I was watching the second episode. I was like, ah, I'm just not getting through this. You're watching this it. Isn't no, good. you're gonna watch it. Um, so that was good. I broadcasted a lot of high school basketball this weekend. Yeah, Friday did. night I was out in Morristown. Saturday night I was out in the Tri-Cities at Westridge High School. Gosh, that place is – it's a new high school. Mm-hmm. Way too nice. It's too nice of a high school. Just like a little too nice. like Almost like a college. Down a little bit, guys. Have some character. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's no, get nasty. Build, you, know, you need to build a little bit of character. but Like they had a giant – they had like a 125-inch TV just like in That's the hallway. Necessary. Just playing sports. Oh, like – like, I was like just ESPN out in the lobby. Sports, basically? Yeah, I was out in the like, lobby after the game, refilling my water bottle, and there's just at, le- at least 125 inches, maybe bigger, like mini movie screen, just up on the wall outside the gym in the lobby, and it just had ESPN on. I was just watching the game. I can't say I didn't wish I had that in my high school, though. Yeah, but, like, thinking of my high school, we couldn't have handled that. That TV would have been broken or, or worse in, within two weeks. Someone probably would have tried to, like, take it, I feel like. That would have led to, like, arrests. Yeah. I mean, that's a large TV. Uh, So, yeah, I did a lot of high school basketball over the weekend. Also, watched some college basketball. I went bowling last night. What would you shoot? Uh, 122, 124, 126, and 128 in four straight games. So, Steady improvement? Consistent, I guess. Road to 300 in no time. (laughs) Not pleased. Like, I'm normally better than that. It was a down night for me. Lot of nines, lot of yeah. not, like middle couldn't frames, put together any any spares. Nines, 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 all around. I felt like German soldier. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that one was really good, didn't you? I liked it, <laughs> but uh, it was nice. Yeah, one of the one of the local bowling alleys needed new promotional pictures, and we know the promotional person, so we got a bunch of free bowling and free food. And they took a bunch of pictures of us eating the food and, and having fun bowling to nice. use for their website and promotional pictures and like social media for the next year. So that's pretty easy. I hope one day some someone's scrolling through Instagram and they see like a, an advertisement for this bowling alley, and I just it's just me in the most beautiful form, holding holding the follow through up on one leg, right arm right leg up in the air behind me, right arm out in front. People are going to be like, yeah, that guy can bowl. That guy's a great bowler. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I wish we could just do that every Sunday. Bowling's a good time. I love bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, what else from the weekend do I have to report before we get into the show today? It's We really really take a lot of time up here. I got to talking about conference tournaments, and hey, you know, that's that. But Happens one time a year. CBS, that's, what I, that's who else I'm mad at. I am livid. Mm. At CBS. Really? Why? Uh, WVLT specifically. Because oh, I yeah. I think it's specifically yep. the local channel that made this decision. I don't know who I need to talk to uh, at the lovely, you know, the lovely people over there at WVLT. Um, but we need to chit-chat because with 
a little under a minute to go, Arizona State and Arizona were tied, tied on CBS, a top 10 team at home trying to fend off their biggest rival and a desperate bubble team trying to go into the the unfriendly confines of their biggest rival and pull off a, a win that could get them in the field. And under a minute left, we're tied. And CBS cuts to, to to Gumble, and he looks at us and goes, all right, you can watch the rest of this on the CBS app, but we send you now to Lexington. Could you imagine if that happened in NFL Sunday? They sent us to Lexington. The game hadn't started. <laughs> we just got, like, we saw them take the floor. Then we got a commercial. Then the game started. Wow. So I, we, we, we just didn't get to watch the end of Arizona and Arizona State. Oh, guess what? By the way, Arizona State. Buzzer beater. Buzzer beater from like <laughs> five feet beyond half court. Yeah. To win the game. Yeah. Down two. Unbelievable, CBS. And the buzzer beater happened with at the 19 minute and 27 second mark of the Kentucky Auburn game. Were those 30. Something odd seconds, 42 seconds, whatever that is. Was that enough (laughs) to take away that ending from all of us because we live three and a half hours away from Lexington, Kentucky? You think that Knoxville is regional enough to Lexington, Kentucky, despite the fact that it's its entire own different college town. We're talking about college basketball here to, to just take off the ending of a great game to show me that garbage. So I have a lot of beef, and I don't know who I need to talk to, but I'm not letting this go. That's what they want us to do. They want us to just let this go and be like, oh, well, I hope that doesn't happen again. And that's how it keeps happening again. We're not letting it go. We take the fight to WVLT. That's like a a, a football game with, like, 20 seconds to go, and they're kicking a game-winning field goal to try and get into the playoffs, and then they send you – to commercial and cut back to the start of like the the Bears Texans game. I don't want to. I don't care about that game. Well, it's you just are. Just, you know, seven hours away from Chicago, it could be regional. <laughs> like I get it. it, it they didn't absurd. do it. They didn't do it all over the country. They did it in Knoxville because it's it's close to Lexington. But like again, different state, different college town, college rivals. Like three hours, three and a half hours away. We really need to consider that important enough local coverage to to end a great basketball game on my television. All kinds of beef. But uh, we've really been talking a long time here in this opening segment, so we need to catch a break. Maybe play a couple of ads here. Hear a word from a couple of people. (laughs) We'll, We'll catch a break. We'll dive into all the Tennessee news from the weekend on the other side. Back here on the Blitz, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Hey, make the switch to White Claw. You're drinking, watching college basketball in these next 21 days. Do it with White Claw Hard Seltzer. Ditch the beer belly bloat. White Claw, crafted with quality ingredients made from a blend of seltzer water, a gluten-free alcohol base with just a hint of fruit flavor. Available in many deliciously refreshing flavors. Uh... White Claw, 100 calories, 1 gram of sugar. It's 5% alcohol. So, again, make that switch over to White Claw Hard Seltzer 
And as always, please drink responsibly. So uh, a lot of Tennessee news from the weekend. You know, probably more than we anticipated from a weekend where you play Dayton and South Carolina, respectively. But shall we start with the good or the bad, Sam? I'll let you make the decision. Um, Not to be mistaken with good, bad, and the ugly, which we will get to later, but good or bad here? Let's get the bad out of the way. Get the bad out of the way. Yeah. Tony Vitello. Uh, Suspended on Friday. Uh, There was not really a a lot of clarity on the situation. believe it was first reported by Outkicks Trey Wallace, uh, formerly with... Fox Sports Knoxville. Uh, I believe he even joined Russell Smith on the drive to talk further about it on Friday. I was not able to listen. I was out there broadcasting some some uh, high school basketball. But on Friday, 1238, 38 minutes after we got off the show, just as we predicted, it would happen after we got off the show, some sort of Tennessee news related to uh, – Maui Ahuna and Tony Vitello in the Tennessee baseball program. Well, at 12.38, it was made known that Tony Vitello and Tennessee both are, were still under an NCAA inquiry into the alleged tra- tampering of Kansas transfer Maui Ahuna. Um, just before first pitch at 4.34, Tony Vitello and the school self-imposed a three-game suspension for the Dayton weekend. Again, not a ton of communication. Uh, there really was not a lot. That was known at the time that all this was happening. Still, I think a lot of unknowns. And I think today we might know more um, as some announcements are made. There will be a press conference. I believe you know, there's a chance that Tony Vitello might be addressing the media and addressing the suspension and, and providing some clarity, maybe some more clarity on the NCAA inquiry as well. From what I've been able to gather, from what we've been able to gather talking to people, it sounds like for Tony Vitello, this was the decision you know, that, that – was driven by him uh, and and the decision was driven by him you know to try to get out in front of it essentially with the NCAA you know I think I don't, I don't know if there's the expectation that punishment was coming or not but I, I think for Tennessee and Tony Vitello both especially again this was mostly driven by Tony Vitello from what we're hearing from what's being reported um, you know, the, the thought process for Tony V was essentially, let me get out in front of this, I'll, you know, I'll serve this three-game suspension, and then, you know, when the NCAA does finish this inquiry, when the NCAA comes back later, maybe they'll see that there's time served, and instead of, you know, getting suspended for three games or six games or two weeks in SEC tournament time in Hoover or, you know, come NCAA tournament time or, heck, even – just come SEC play. You know, maybe you're heading down to Baton Rouge and right beforehand, oh, here's the NCAA. Tony Vitello suspended. So thought process, A, to maybe get out in front of that a little bit to, to provide, you know, to receive some grace from the NCAA. But then B, I um, think the hope is that this can speed up the process of Maui Ahuna's eligibility getting, you know, clearance. Um from what else we've heard, you know, it, it does seem like there is substance here. Like, like, yeah, uh, Tony Vitello, from from how it appears, potentially did break some rules. Sounds like something may have happened 
you know, however innocent it is or, or you know, non-malicious it is, it, it does, it, it appears that something potentially happened between the time period and which Maui Ahuna began to, ma- began to make it known to Kansas and to some of his college baseball peers that he was hitting the portal between that period and the period in which he actually hit the transfer portal and, and put his name in and submitted it and, and made the public announcement, it appears that something potentially happened in between those two dates that is resulting in both the delay of Maui Ahuna's eligibility and now a potential punishment for Tony Vitello. Um, again, we'll hopefully learn more today. You know, I think we're also in a situation where Maui Ahuna could potentially get cleared any day now. Mm-hmm. That's the hope. And again, the hope too that Tony Vitello taking this suspension, you know, he he's giving up himself uh, for for Maui to be able to get that eligibility quicker. Still wonder what's going to come. I think there's still a, a lot to be determined, a lot to be decided. Today we will find out. Uh, hopefully, some more of those decisions. You know, some more of what's what's been happening behind the scenes. Um, You know, I, I don't. There aren't a ton of grounds out, out there, you know, of confirmed information to necessarily say this, but I do wonder if it'll only be three games for Tony, or if they'll self-impose just a little bit more. If the mm-hmm. NCAA will add on just a little bit more. But what I do know, or at least what I think in this entire situation, is that if Tony Vitello missing games allows Maui Ahuna to play baseball for the, the the Tennessee Volunteers then it's worth it. Yeah. 100%. It, it's a tough situation cuz you don't want to you don't want to give up either but you know if if you have to give up one or the other for the time being Tony Vitello would be the guy that I would rather I would rather have Tony Vitello suspended than Maui Ahuna ineligible. It's a tough decision to make. I think that's a tough thing to say because of how beloved Tony Vitello is, but I think that's a a fair assertion. Yeah. I mean, Tony Vitello is not playing starting shortstop for us, you know, I feel like, uh, I feel like you're right there. It's obviously an unfortunate situation. It's something you don't want to get into, but yeah, I think you're right. Vitello's trying to get out ahead of it. Maybe trying to, uh, play his hand a little bit better towards the NCAA saying that I've already, you know, I've I've done this self-imposed suspension. Why should I maybe have a longer suspension or something like that? So, hopefully, if he if he does get suspended more, it's only a couple more games. Hopefully, that situation just gets ironed out. Really unfortunate stuff. You hate to see it. Ahuna's just such a such a talented player. You want to see him on the field, see what he can do, see how he can you know bolster his his draft stock and everything. So, I don't know. It's it's crazy well, how to, the NCAA put, just gets it, so they pick and choose their battles. It's frustrating. To be fair, I think I think this is a situation where it was hard for the NCAA to not. Is it hard for them to investigate into Brandon Miller? I feel like that's two separate situations. I just without I, much. I feel like they just them at all. No, I, I agree. Like I'm, I'm team anti NCAA, but I, I do feel like in this situation, like I don't even it think probably it's... is enough that's transpired for the NCAA to justify some of their actions. Um, and this is twice now that alleged tampering has affected a Tennessee program. 
you know, it yeah. affected the recruitment of Yuri Collins. If, it, you know, Yuri Collins could absolutely be a Tennessee Vol right now if some things hadn't have happened. Same now with, you know, Maui Ahuna, it's affecting his eligibility, so that needs to get cleaned up too. Um, you know, Tony Vitello it does have a lot of enemies. He's recruited really well. He's taken over a lot, you know, the recruiting grounds that some SEC coaches have grown pretty fond of. He, he's really battled it out for some guys. He's stormed onto the scene, and he's been unapologetic about it. And that just puts a bigger target on your back. So when, when, when you know, you're, you're doing some, some things that maybe stretch the rules that everyone else is also engaging in, just got to be a little bit extra careful knowing that, that there is that target on your back. Um, but kind of to close out this situation, when, when you think about it this way, is Tennessee worse without Maui Ahuna or is Tennessee worse without Tony Vitello? As much as we love Tony, there is a very clear and simple answer. Tennessee is, is significantly worse without Maui Ahuna than they would be without Tony Vitello. You know, much love to Jazlove and, 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 you know, a, a local guy, he's, not doing a bad job out there short, but the defense hasn't been great. Mali Ahuna provides a fantastic glove at short, not to mention an elite bat. You know, that's a top shortstop in the game. There might be one or two shortstops better than him out there in college baseball. Mm. So to have him out there is would just be so valuable for this team. I mean, again, one of the best players in baseball. Without Tony Vitello... You still have Elander and Frank Anderson, and, and that is one of the best one and two assistant coach combos in all of college baseball. And, and those guys have some know how to run a program. Those guys, those guys, you know, Tony's even talked about it. Sometimes they do more of the coaching in season and, and make more of the decisions than Tony does himself. You know, Tony's the leader, the manager, the guy that kind of runs the the show, but. He hands over a lot of responsibilities to Elander and Frank Anderson. You know, he he trusts those guys. Those guys have earned that trust. So, you know, if you're running a program for uh, hypothetically, you know, ten ten games, the, the Tony Vitello were to get suspended or something, fifteen. You know, that, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think that would probably be more than I would expect. But Josh Elander and Frank Anderson both can hold that down. You know, Anderson was a head coach at Oklahoma State for eight years. You know, these guys know what they're doing. And then even further down the line, you know, you have a, a lot of continuity in this program just with your lower-level assistants, too. Like, Tennessee would be in good hands uh, regardless of whether Tony's in the dugout or not. But that shortstop position and that spot in the lineup that Ahuna could hold down, to me, far more valuable. Absolutely. It's an All-American player out there. I mean, it's just... It makes a, an already dangerous Tennessee team just that much more dangerous. It just kind of rounds out your entire lineup. You get, you just become so balanced on, you know, the, the hitting side of the ball, and you know you already have one of the best pitching staffs in the, in the country, maybe the best. So, you know, it's just it can it, it'll be so huge once you get him back. All of us are just itching to try and get him back, and I feel like if. It's a five or six game suspension for Vitello to get him back. I, I'd be completely fine with that, honestly, especially early in the year. And again, hopefully today we find out more. Uh, again, 
you know, we still don't know entirely what all, what what all is going to transpire or what has transpired, but you know, there are some rumors, some reports out there, and, and hopefully today uh, more clarification comes. It's not going to happen on the Blitz. You know, it'll probably happen at 12.15, 12.40, something along those lines. But, again, today I believe we'll, we'll get some information, if not all of it, some. Switch gears, we'll get into the good stuff from the weekend. Tennessee basketball dismantling the Gamecocks. That coming up on the other side. Stick with us on the Blitz. First beer. It's where I found you. Talked about the bees. Get right there. One of the worst Tower Five teams in college basketball coming to your place after they just had an emotional near upset of Alabama. I mean that is a disaster of a recipe for for South Carolina, and that's exactly how it played out. You know, to make matters worse, the the guy that loves playing South Carolina more than anyone else in the world, Josiah Jordan James, made his return. Um, just a real blowout victory of the Gamecocks on Saturday. I don't think there's a ton to take away in terms of overarching like themes with this basketball team from a win like that. I mean, you beat one of the uh, you beat a really bad team by forty. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Like, you you know, that's that's great. It's not like that makes you some world-beating team. It's not like it, it suddenly erases that you lost four out of five. But what it does is I think it just, you know, it, it sets you back on the tracks. You, you Your train derailed, and I think someone just kind of picked you up and placed you. You know, you, you still got to get yourself going, going again, chugging along again, but – you placed yourself back on the train tracks, and, and you're ready to try to to make that journey forward once more. Um, great to have Josiah back. Great. Great to have Josiah back. You know, for as, as up and down as his season's been, dealing with knee discomfort all year from that offseason procedure, you know, dealing with that high ankle sprain, he really is just so valuable to this team. Was able to play 21 minutes, dropped in 18 points. He was 4-7 from beyond the arc. But, you know, I, I just think he helps these guards out so much. Because, yeah, Jemai Maychak's playing better offensively lately, but he's still not that much of a creator. He's still not that big of a threat. Great for him that he had 14 points on 5-7 shooting. He made two threes. Hopefully that's a big step in the right direction from him because if he does develop an offensive game, that makes him a great player. If you get double digits out of Meshack any night, that's huge. Yeah. But, you know, we, we still haven't really gotten to the point where we can trust him to have a whole lot of consistency. But when Josiah is on the floor, it, it just makes a world of difference, especially if it's him and Julian Phillips, because then you have guys at the wing that can take shots when they're guarded, that can create shots when they're guarded, that can take guys off the dribble, that can be aggressive with the basketball. And, you know, Jemai Meshack – he can make one cut to the lane and, 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 you know, maybe get some things in traffic. He can knock down an open three, but he's not really all, all that aggressive. But when Josiah is out there, it changes the way the offense operates. When, when you know, when it's Zakai, Santiago, Vescovi, and then Olivier, a big, and Jemai, that puts a, an undersized guard in a pretty precarious situation in terms of, of operating the offense, in terms of moving the ball. So I think it really just does change the offense a lot to have him out there. Um, 
was glad to see that. Surprised to see that Tyreek Key was hurt. Didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought that Julian Phillips was going to be able to make his way back. Seems weird that he's not back yet. Yeah, I was surprised that Josiah James was the first person to be back out of those two. Yeah, I mean, just the way that Julian Phillips looked after you know he, he strained his hip flexor, it really felt like he'll be back in a, a game or two. Mm-hmm. You know, high ankle sprains, those are tough. Those linger. Those, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do about it other than just be patient. But you know, I, I thought a hip flexor, he'd be back sooner. Maybe I just don't know enough about hip flexors. Never claimed to be a hip flexor expert. <laughs> um Hopefully he's back soon, but for Tennessee, yeah, just a, a great opportunity to get back right. And really the most tragic part of that entire day was I placed the same parlay for every Tennessee game. Some, or I haven't been as much lately when things have kind of gone south, but for a while there I was, and I decided to bring it back this weekend. I went Tennessee over 79.5 total points, Tennessee minus 9.5 in the first half, and South Carolina under 54.5. Like seven to one odds. Beautiful. I accidentally hit over instead of under <laughs> on South Carolina's total points. And I thought I won. I was so excited. I was broadcasting basketball. It's so like I didn't get to watch the game live, but I checked the score as soon as I got out. I was like, yes, another hit win. I'm on fire. Got home two and a half hours later. Fandle said, take a hike. Yeah, yeah. Looked at the looked at the account. I was like, where's that extra $100? Done. Done for. Done for. Gone forever. Um, For Tennessee, where do you think they're going to be ranked today? You know, there's a lot more that we can get into with Tennessee basketball, and we can dive into that further tomorrow. But for now, you know, looking at the rankings as it stands, Tennessee came into the week at 11, uh, they went one and one. They lost as an underdog to a ranked team without two of their starters. You know, I don't think you get punished too much for that, but you still lost to them. So, first of all, you're not going to pass Houston. You're not going to pass Bama. You're not going to pass Kansas, like UCLA. That top four is fine. Purdue is going to fall. You know, they, they lost this week to Indiana at home, but losing to Indiana, that's not enough to put you behind Tennessee. Uh, UVA lost twice to Boston College and to North Carolina, two unranked teams. Yeah, so they're I think falling apart a little bit. You're going to be behind Virginia, or you're going to be in front of Virginia. In front of Virginia. Yeah, you're right. going to be in front of Virginia. So right now we have five teams that are ahead of Tennessee. Arizona on the week, they – Beat Colorado, lost on a buzzer beat at Arizona State. They're going to stay in front of you. Yeah. They have the head-to-head. They struggle with Colorado, though. Uh, What? They struggled with Colorado. Yeah, I mean, so did UCLA. Colorado, pesky when you go on the road. Ask Tennessee how pesky they are. They didn't even have to go on the road to lose to them. But that's six teams in front. Texas, they're going to stay in front. Uh, They lost to Baylor, beat Iowa State. So I'll call it seven teams in front of you. Baylor? Beat Texas, lost to Kansas State. We'll call it eight teams in front of you. Marquette, the direct spot in front of you. This week they went on the road and beat Creighton and then beat DePaul. They're going to stay in front of yeah. you. So right now that's nine teams from out of the ten in front of you that are going to stay in front of you. Now, who behind Tennessee has potentially made a push to pass them? Gonzaga just beat St. Mary's. 
yeah, I think they're going to jump you. So we have 11 teams in front of Tennessee now. Right now we have Tennessee at 12. Miami. Mm. Thought that they were going to, and then they decided to <laughs> pull the biggest choke of all time against Florida State. <laughs> they're going to stay behind you. Kansas State. Not a bad week for them. Beat Baylor, and then on the road, a pretty big comeback to, to beat Oklahoma State, too. think they're going to jump you. think they're going to jump you. Uh, so right now I have Tennessee at 13. And then Indiana. Uh, went on the road and lost to Michigan State. Don't really know how you judge that. Like, I don't know how you're going to punish them for losing to a team in their first home game since a tragedy. Like that's in a spot that you just cannot match the emotional mm-hmm. you know, level of play that Michigan State played with. That was, that was this game they were never going to win. And then they beat Purdue on the road. My prediction is that Tennessee is either 14 and Indiana's 15 or Tennessee is 15 and Indiana's 14. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't expect us to drop out of the top 15. That's what I was thinking, too. Anywhere between the 11 to 15 range is what I was thinking you would stay somewhere around. I would put your peak at 13, you know, or maybe your peak at 12 and, like, your your floor at at 15. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty fair. I guess maybe you have to worry about UConn a little bit. So maybe your floor is 16. I think you're somewhere in like 13 to 16, but I would doubt that you drop out of the top 15. We'll see, though. Well, we won't see. John Reed will see at like 12.02. <laughs> <laughs> but hour one of the Blitz in the books. Hour two is on deck.